Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Hey, it's Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I've had a bit of a mare recently. I'm still suffering from. I think you know Survivor Series. It was getting obscenely drunk on Friday night, and then it was full gear. Like all three of those things within just over a week have destroyed my mental capabilities. Yeah. I have a house viewing yesterday. <gasps> How'd it go? Well, it's, so they're coming round mine. We're not going to look at places and, until we've got an offer accepted on ours. Mm-hmm. And all the flat viewings we've done so far, my lady partner's been there with us. So the, the, the estate agent and the, the potential buyer come to the flat. And I'm like, yep, I'll walk around outside for a bit. And you just post the keys through the door when you're done, I'll come back up, let myself in. All, all dandy. He's like, you want to lock the door? Yeah, brilliant. Gave him the keys, walked out, closed the door behind me, walked off. What's the problem with this? You asked him to post the doors, the, the keys through the letterbox and lock the door as well. Yeah. Which means you the, the keys that you need have been put through the letterbox that you can't get to the other side of because yeah. the door's locked. And I'm now also locked out the larger building. Oh, yeah. And it's cold as well. It's cold. Cold yesterday. Didn't take a coat either. <gasps> oh, dear. Um, because usually my lady partner's with me. So she's got the other she's set of keys. She's got the other set of keys. Yeah. So I'm just like, what do I do? I don't want to ruin the, the thing. Should I just wait outside? That's awkward. But it was so cold. I just buzzed in five minutes later being like, uh, actually, <laughs> could you let me back in, please? It's like, oh, do you want to come up? I was like, no, 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 no. I'll just, I'll just hang out in the stairwell. <laughs> yeah, we'll just hang out in the in the corridor, basically. So I just hung out in the stairwell for for fifteen more minutes. Wow! And I mean, no disrespect, it's not a massive flat. No, like my the viewings that we had in uh, our old masonette in West London didn't take fifteen minutes. I don't know what they're there's, doing. There's not that much to look at. I'd look in all the cupboards. I'd check the water pressure, try on some clothes of the people who live there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just felt like a doofus. And this was right after I, I thought I'd do a nice thing. 
I bought my lady partner some her favorite chocolate, nice. Tony's Chocolate Only. Oh, great. Yeah, because which, I, which, the orange one? Uh, no, I was trying that. There's a wafer one they've just brought out mm-hmm. and a caramel one. So I thought oh. I'd try those uh, because I ate all of her chocolate <laughs> on Monday after yeah, Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a bit annoyed. So I do that. I'm cycling along and I hear a boom, boom. I was like, oh no, what's that? Pull over my bike. The chocolonies in the road. Oh, I no. Take one step towards it, and a massive lorry <laughs> runs over the chocolonely. Oh, mate. Sorry, I got obliterated. Twice, front wheel, back wheel. Yeah. And all the other cars, thankfully, dodged it, waited, picked them both up. It didn't smash it. No. It was honestly still to get... This was a full weight of a lorry going over the chocolonely. Uh, no, this is, can't be. The the silver foil was ripped. You could see the chocolate. And the tyre marks. And the, <laughs> It had weird bubbles in it. That's what it did. But it was actually intact. That's impressive. Yeah, just a little bit flattened. So I ate it. You, um, you being trapped out of your house, is mm. this how you've got addicted to this number game? Yeah, it is. It's one of... Yeah. It's goddamn numbers game. What is this numbers? You want game? me to show it? To oh you? yeah, show me it. Show me now. And so you, you can describe. Ollie came into the office today, and he looked at me so sad, <sighs> and he said, "There's this flash numbers game that I'm really addicted to." F- first off, I haven't heard someone describe a game as a flash game since I was probably at school, mm. and uh, <laughs> or flash was all the rage. I actually learned how to pro- merge numbers or merge the numbers. So yeah. This okay. is what it is. Right, okay. So you press... Oh, I'm playing it now. I'm going to keep playing. I'm just going to match uh, the numbers. Right? So you're building up higher numbers. So if yeah. you move like that three into the... Four. And you're just matching these numbers. Oh, 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 right. It's even more basic than I thought. Okay. <laughs> it's not more basic. There's loads of strategy going into this. Okay. So Ollie's moving the three into the three. Yep. Then there's a six into the six, seven into the seven, five into the five. Four into the four. I mean, you're going to be all over this. When you're tired... This is proper, like, wasting time on commutes. There is no... Level of flash game. ...reward to this. And I just... After I'm done, I just, like... Oh, I'm just disgusted with myself. But look, look, I'm into it now. On Because uh, we've got... Hey, our office is super-duper cool, by the way, now. Because we've got a chill-out zone. <laughs> um, it's two cinema chairs... Well, two sort of banks of cinema chairs that we've got. The Cineworld ones. The Cineworld chairs and uh, a couple of other chairs and stuff. We've got the TV set up with the PlayStation plugged in. I've logged into my Disney Plus. So we've now got Disney Plus on the telly. We're playing games and stuff. Ollie came over while we were watching The Simpsons collectively together as a team. Mm. Ollie was just playing his numbers game. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Yeah. You've got to get to 30. Wow. And you're takes, only at 10. It takes ages to get to 30. I've never, you know, like a, a stint on this is minimum 15 minutes if you plan it right. <laughs> I've not gone past 24. That's pretty good. But look what happens. Look, after a while, you get some numbers chained together. Oh. And that actually makes it, you've got you've to break them. Break the chain. Break the chain. Um, I really advise doing that. Early. Know, really focusing on it. But yeah. uh, it gets to a point. Because you've got more numbers on the field that you need to match. Because mm-hmm. initially it was like just up to five. Yeah, yeah. But now we're up to ten. You can start at ten though, right? You can, but I'm not, I'm not a loser. <laughs> <sighs> and then we were playing speedrunners, 
And we had to like drag Ollie away from his numbers game so he could play speedrunners with us. And we finished that. And then he looked at me and was like, oh, we've got to go record Cineworld, haven't we? I said, yeah. Bearing in mind, this has been like an hour, maybe an hour mm. and change. And he looked at me and he said, oh, I haven't had any lunch yet. Just been playing my game. He's been playing his numbers game that he's all addicted to. Are you all right? I'm tired. And when I'm tired, I don't have any impulse control. And I'm actually very, very bad at impulse control. So now you're up to... Okay, so you've got a couple of tens there. So you can make that 11 now, right? Oh, yeah, I could. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's 12! <laughs> See, it's a spectator sport. Maybe <laughs> I should just start streaming this. Yeah. Hey, we wondered why Screenstalker didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have done this from the get-go. Maybe. Laurie doesn't know a thing about games. He doesn't know where the good shizzle is. I mean, I said this pretty much on lunch break. I suggested we do a lot of speedrunning stuff, and he was like, nah, it's played out. That speedrunning game's fun, though. It's good, isn't it? I, I enjoyed it because I uh, I beat Terry. Mm. And I was worried. Like I was like, I need to show my dominance. I'm the big boss man. Well, I had a bit I of did. a panic because we started it, and Adam has said to me, I didn't win a single game yesterday. And so I was playing against Adam, and, mm. I, and I said to him, I haven't played this game since my stag do. And I've, yes. been, and I've been married for nearly five years at this point. And Terry then pipes up with like the, oh, excuses, are we? <laughs> We're starting with the excuses already. And I was like, well, no, I, said, I haven't played it in a while. So then I had a, and I turned to Pete and I said, like, Pete, what if I lose? What if I lose yeah. this? You can't show your face again. As, as, as it turns out, I didn't. I absolutely dominated Adam and it was quite an easy victory. Adam's Adam, not Adam, very good at games, is not he? Not really, no. He's particularly bad at the wall jumping aspect of um of speedrunners but he's not very good at board games either oh he's terrible at board games it's remarkable how bad he is at board games yeah really. oh, nice combo. satisfying one. <laughs> really is just these you, little teeny teeny if you're on the audio version of this ollie is still legit <laughs> playing this game and i feel like i haven't done a proper like tube commute in a while now because i've moved out of london i'm a sensible mm. boy but this is the sort of thing that if i was on a tube sat next to someone I would just be staring. I would be screen stalking, which apparently is like it's an actual term. But you'd be judging them at the same time. Like, look at this guy wasting his life away at this. You're up to 13 oh, now. There's a 14. Yeah, yeah. But look, the, the the amount of time it's taken to go from 10 to 14. Yeah. It's exponential. So if you got a high I don't score, know if it's possible to. Yeah, my best is 5,476. And you're currently on 1,014. I think that was set. During me waiting for uh, the people, now the combo to times two. How do how do you get the combos? Uh, it's when like some moves, you, you'll drop, you'll move something, and they'll both drop into place. Oh. So you essentially do two things at the same time. Right, I see. Uh, and it rewards you with a combo combo point. I'm just going to break this one up. You know, better. Well, now I'm here. I better. <laughs> see, it's just it's just never ending. Another combo there, and then a little combo. Can I uh, can I draw your attention away? Actually, you know what? Let's get into the uh, the main portion of the show. Can you just show. read some iTunes reviews while I do this? Oh, uh, I can do actually. Oh, Let's have a look. You. Do we get any left for us? It's like little little doses of of crack. <laughs> you know when like kids oh, come up kids to you. To I don't know if you've got any younger cousins or anything, and they'll mm. just come up to you with these wide eyes and just go, "You got any games on your phone?" I'm like, "Go away." <laughs> 
Uh, this the, is one I feel the, like. The answer is no. We've had no more iTunes reviews. Left. But we specifically Podcasts. Re- we requested them. I know. Well, no, they haven't done them. Apple Podcast, not iTunes. Hasn't been iTunes for about eight years. And I'm still there calling it iTunes. Am I missing something though? Oh, tens, tens, tens. It, but you need to break that chain first. Breaking the chain. So um, let's get into the main show. We're talking about MJF and CM Punk in their incredible, awesome promo battle. But did it live up to the hype? Spoilers. Yes, it did. <laughs> Here is the clickbait. Here is the show. CM Punk and MJF just roasted each other. Man, they really went at it. Two guys just going at it verbally with their mouths in the ring. It was fantastic. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. D-A-D. This is the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. What are you doing? He's getting the jam, that championship belt. Oops. He respects it, folks. I forgot my belt. He respects belt. it. This stream, before we get into the Dynamite Review is sponsored by beer. Oh, yes, it is. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself 10 free craft beer. Now, I want to tell everyone this right now. This offer is running out soon. What? When? This coming Saturday, in fact. (gasps) This coming Saturday is our last show currently sponsored by Beer52. So you want to be clicking that link. If you've been been on the fence about this, do it right now. Now, get yourself 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only. We're better than you and we drink it. All you've got to do is pay for that sweet ass postage and packaging and you get yourself 10, 10, 10 free wonderful craft beers. They don't take away the beer, do they? Not from us, no. Oh. No, you're, you're okay. We've also got another box in the, uh, in the office as well. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's good. So, if you've been considering it, time to do it now, I would say. We'll be tucking into this little delight to see how it tastes after the Omega Chats. The Garden Brewery's Hazy Pale Ale. And I will be drinking all of that because I am going to a music concert. You are, aren't you? You're so cool. It's a rock gig. Uh, A new band. Yeah. Got into them over the pandemic. and uh, (laughs) They won the Mercury Music Prize. They're a pretty cool, cool band, cool band. Gonna mosh. Are you actually gonna mosh? I don't what, know. what sort of music is it? Uh, indie rock, I guess. This is what people came to watch this for, right? If Blur were around now, they might sound early Blur, might sound Ooh, a bit right. similar. Cool. Sports team. See you there, guys. <laughs> uh, right. CM Punk took on MJF. Well, he was originally meant to take on QT Marshall. That happened. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's Chicago, AEW Dynamite. I was like, they better open with the... It's probably going to be a tradition now. When you're in yeah, Chicago, yeah. open on Punk. Oh, yeah. He comes Why out. Why would you do anything else? Well, everyone thought MJF might troll the crowd. Yes. Uh, but they didn't do that. They, they can do that eventually. It yeah. feels too obvious at this point. And Punk comes out, huge hero's reaction. I said in my review, there was like a shot of him on the hard cam shot. He's on the apron. And it's just this wall of standing up men behind him. Yeah, all wearing the same T-shirt. The same T-shirt. But what struck me visually was how many signs there were. Yeah. I feel like this is the as close to an Attitude Era crowd 
visuals-wise as you can get these days. That's because they're all Attitude Era fans that are now elite. Now, we're all in our mid-30s into our early 40s. I remember back in my day, people brought signs to concerts. Hey, hey, AEW is the youngest skewing (laughs) demographic of all the major wrestling shows. On telly, but not going to those arenas. Their viewers go to gigs. (laughs) Musical gigs in Brixton, Luke. Uh, Brixton. In Brixton. It's in Brixton. What? I might get stabbed. Uh, Oh, mate, Brixton. You might get charged eight quid for a pint. Yeah, it's changed. Changed (laughs) from the days when my dad ran the beat down there. Oh, yeah? Uh, So... MJF comes out before this match with QT Marshall. People are asking what the band's name is. Sports team. And are they actually really called sports team? Sports no team. <laughs> MJF comes out and they have 20 minutes of promo. Yeah, it was 21 minutes on was the on the on 21 minutes on the clock before like the the segment ended and MJF walked to the back and they went to the ad break. Like that is usually reserved for a match. AEW likes to open up its shows with a match and they will do those match for 20 minutes because there's no commercial break in there and then they do commercial breaks pepper throughout the show. This week they reserved it just for 20 minutes of MJF and CM Punk exchanging words. Smart move because I want to see them wrestle but what are you most excited about? The, the wrestling match or the promos? By far the promos for me. Well, this I was thinking about this today because, you know, for everything that people say about Vince McMahon, mm. Vince McMahon is a promo guy. He believes that this whole industry is built on promos. Be- you know, hey, that's why Cesaro ne- will never get a push. It's a huge part of it. It's Cesaro. The reason why Cesaro will never get a push is not because he's a bad wrestler. It's not because of the way he looks. It's because the guy can't cut a promo. It's what has always been said about, about Tony. I mean, Swiss. He can't cut a promo. He'll never get a main event push, just, even if he does keep signing contract extensions. He'll never get that main event push. Oh, they'll tell him. They'll <laughs> tell, it's coming, Cesaro. Yeah. You got, you got it for a month. Come on, Claudio. You got Sign it, you on got the it. line. You got it for a month. What more do you want? Um, <laughs> hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny Gargano. Big plans. Big plans. Oh, huge for the plans for you on SmackDown. You like, you like being a manager, <laughs> Jonathan? Hey, you want to? I know he's already got short hair. Yeah, nah, it doesn't work. Do you want it shorter? Um, but you know, so Vince McMahon has always said it's a it's a promo game, right? And last year, God, was it last year? Actually, it was this year, wasn't it? Blood and Guts was this year. Yeah, felt like it was last year. But that was a match that there was a promo segment for it on TV where I was like, oh wow, I really want to see this match now. And that was the same thing that happened here. Because I was excited for Punk MJF anyway. I'm always excited for a Punk match. You know, it's, it's a Punk match. I haven't had them for seven years. I'm always going to be excited by them. That novelty will wear off at some point, and I'll just be excited for feuds of these in. But currently, it's just excited to see uh, the man back yeah. and having fun. Still pinch myself when I see him on screen. Absolutely. But this was a promo segment, whereas I was like, well, now I want to see them wrestle. Now I want to see them fight. And I don't know which way it's going to go. Mm. And I love that because of it. And like that was the genius of this promo. It wasn't just that they exchanged some very good words with each other. It wasn't just that they exchanged some very good barbs with each other. It made me want to see them fight. And that is what promo segments are meant to be there for. Promo segments in some other company. <coughs> I'm not using a plural there. Some other. I'm not saying which one. Have just become something that they do. And they mean diddly dick. Yeah, New Japan promos at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for coming. I get it. You glad I came? 
But this was a promo segment designed to sell you on the idea of watching a wrestling match. And boy, do I want to watch this match. I, you know what? I, I, I agree with the emotion. I kind of disagree with the, the idea you're putting forth. I think these two are so, like, best of the world in terms of their game. I think the promo segment is equal to a match. I think you could sell a pay-per-view based on CM Punk versus MJF talking. Mm-hmm. And this this could have been a pay-per-view segment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was if they did them more often. It was real good though, right? Mm. It was it was really really good. We'll go through some of the uh, the lines that they exchanged back and forth. But before we like the one thing I want to say about this, what I particularly loved about the segment is actually how it was structured. Mm. I love. And the reason why we gave this title of, you know, like, did it deliver? That was the title we went for this podcast episode. And the thumbnail of, was it good? Because when I was scrolling through Twitter feedback to this, some people thought MJF went light. MJF, oh. like, M- like, particularly at because at the start of it, it was all about your UFC run, the comic books no one read, movies no one saw. And I was like, punk, sorry, uh, MJF took all the... The, the easy shot like it wasn't a like he didn't call methany you know he didn't like it wasn't he that he did call him a meth addict yes but he, he said he, you're straight edge I respect that but why do you look like a meth addict but it's not like he went after Prime Pillman Jr he's like do you know your dad's a dick like I know he's dead at that yeah. but like he's in, like he wasn't doing that sort of thing but I like the way that it was done that way. it was structured a bit so he comes out and he's you know does these bars where it's like your UFC losses your comic books and stuff like that and Punk's Lone I was like You've had seven days to think of this, and that's the best you can come up with. And all of a sudden, like MJF then like flicks the switch, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that's the game you want to play." Mm. Then it was a really beautifully structured segment that I think genuinely worked a lot of people. I liked how long it went as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. I, I, I the same thing happened with the Hangman Page, Dark Order, Brian Danielson thing last yeah. week. It was like 40, 45 minutes overall. I'm a big fan of how AEW have structured their shows the last two weeks because before it felt like, blah, 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 blah. No, no, quick, cut to the back. We can't dwell on things. This, last week's and this, I felt, yeah, really had time to breathe. It was a promo into a match. It was nice. Um, but yeah, so let's recap what they said. Uh, the, there were loads of great lines. You've said a few of MJF's already. Uh He'll verbally finish Punk quicker than his UFC career. He drops pipe bombs. Punk drops pipes, pipe bombs. MJF drops nukes. Yeah. That was all the sort of stuff where he was just like, and then Punk grabs the mic. He's like, I'm disappointed. Mm. There's a reason why I never brought up your name in, uh, in press interviews, because I didn't want to inflate the ego that you've already got. And the killer line for this, and the line that everyone is talking about, is when he says, at the end of the day, you're just less famous, Miz. The whole crowd were like, oh! <laughs> and it's a genius line because we get it. We've had it on this channel before. People are like, I would love to see a Miz MJF feud. And I've always been like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but people do think, you know, oh, he's like AEW's version of the Miz. I would say he's the Miz, but actually good. And the, I thought that line was like a real crushing blow to the ego of MJF. You're like, the Miz, who's a bit cack, but is seemingly okay in WWE, but you're not as famous as him? Oh, it's an mm. incredible line. Well, it wasn't just two guys shooting on each other. No. They're like, uh, let's go, I'll call you Phil, CM Punk. It wasn't that. This is Max talking to Phil. It wasn't that. No. This was those sprinklings of realism to, to give it some flavor, but underneath there was a classic story to this, which is... MJF says, hey, you went away 
because you've never been given the proper chance to, to have the whole company behind you. You've always been the second best guy. Look at you were the second best to John Cena. You were the second best to Triple H. He didn't say them by name, but he said that you can't see me, man, and the King of Kings. And Punk's like, yeah, you're right. I, and I am a bit worried about that. And you know, and MJF is like, that's why you're just walking around going, oh, I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to face this person. And the, which the Eddie feud was sort of undid that, but I, I didn't mind it here. But Punk then had this excellent line because neither of us knew this. He said, I'd, I'll wear second proudly, just like Chicago here is the second city because it's not because it's second best. It's because Chicago was burnt to the ground in the Chicago fire and we rebuilt this city from on top of its embers. Yeah. It's the second city. And how metaphorically perfect is that for the journey Punk's been on? He is this phoenix rising again from the wreckage of his former career. The other criticism I've seen leveled against this promo segment was, and you kind of sort of alluded to some of it there, uh, too many references to WWE. Oh, I didn't mind it Well, well that's why I, I, I massively disagree with that mm. statement because... There were loads. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, I said. massively disagree with the statement because... Punk's AEW is about characters mm. and they're characters that have been places like you know Punk mentioned hey I was I was in Ring of Honor 15 years ago because he was in Ring of Honor 15 years ago in the same way that like the build to the Danielson Cabana match was like hey they once wrestled in Ring of Honor 18 years ago or you know the wrestling road diaries and all this sort of stuff like they are characters who have been places so Punk has been to WWE and he went to WWE and he was seen as like the big, he was the big, uh, what is it? The small fish, big, big fish in a small pond, right? Or so, you know, whatever the sort of phrase in the MJF put it was like, you were never given the chance there, even though everyone thought that you should get that chance. That's part of Punk's character mm. now. So of course you're going to reference that. It would be weird if you didn't. Like when Danielson referenced WrestleMania, yeah. or the Kota Ibushi references for Omega. Yeah, I, th I think there's this idea because WWE have, and, and TNA back in the day, have created this walled garden approach to fandom yeah. where any reference to something outside of that fabricated fortress is a shot. Is this burst of realism. Oh, my God. Whereas here, yeah, it's, it's no surprise that people had lives outside the company. Yeah. They didn't just appear one day as a new gimmick. I like it personally. Same here. And I think people who take against that are probably that they might be indoctrinated into a way of thinking that would be useful to get out of. Um, but there's a ki another killer line. The uh, This was your favorite one, wasn't it? The daughter one? Yes. So, you know, uh, MJF made references to Cena and to Triple H in there, where he basically, you know, you're not CM Punk, you're PG Punk. Mm -hmm. You may as well be PG coming... Punk, yeah. You may as well be coming out here preaching hustle, loyalty, respect, which is... a genius bit of lining because like that's kind of what the punk uh sorry the, the punk eddie feud was built around yeah. was like punk is the he was the john cena in that scenario he even did john cena's moves during that match to pay off on some of that so that was really really nice and then he made references to triple h but punk basically took a shot at triple h himself in this by saying to mjf the only way you're going to be a top guy in this in in this company is if we wait around long enough for Tony Khan to have a daughter that you marry. 
which is a great shot at uh, MJF anyway, but also it's a wonderful shot against Triple H because, like, yeah, you wouldn't have got a push had it not been for what you did. And it's like... Spicy. It is it's quite a spicy take. I retweeted um, Murder Brian from uh, the POD cast yesterday because someone uh, fights put up saying, like, what is the best wrestling rebrand you've ever seen? Mm. And he retweeted being like, Triple H using documentaries to convince everyone that people <laughs> actually cared about him when he was wrestling. <laughs> that is exactly what Triple H has done. It's very good. Yeah, we won the uh, Monday Night Wars. Yeah, yeah. Totally, DX, yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> DX. The, the reason for the Attitude Era, actually, is DX. It's not anyone else. So I, I loved that line against MJF to be like, you are basically the Triple H of this company. The only way you're going to get somewhere is if you marry into the into the top brass. Yeah, because it's... So the whole promo is is MJF. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking about it. MJF is playing on CM Punk's insecurities Oops. that he is not the guy to succeed in a major promotion. Yeah. Like, you know, Triple H and John Cena and whatever. And CM Punk is doing the exact same in reverse by playing on MJF's insecurities that he's just a vanilla guy who can't, you know, can't wrestle sort of the... the like the John Cena's or the Triple H's. It's what um, MJF's promos have been about. It's like, hey, just because I'm really good on promos doesn't mean I'm not a good wrestler as well. I'm and no one's both. saying that. It's I, always him. It's coming it's from this. only in his head. It's like, wait a second. So Are you insecure about this, MJF? And that's the genius of this promo segment. Yeah. It's all character-based. All of MJF's lines. Because, like, you know, they did some of the, the shooty-shooty pew-pew stuff. But it was all built on what CM Punk's character has currently mm. been, which is, yeah, you come into this company. You haven't wrestled for seven years. And you've struggled against a lot of lower level guys. You've struggled. And Punks himself has admitted that. Yeah. I know like Pete and Tempest on the Rampage review are like, oh, CM Punk versus QT Marshall. What a waste of a CM Punk match. What a brilliant move. Because what happens in the next match? CM Punk struggles against QT Marshall. Mm. So MJF has got a point there. He's in his head. He's in his head. Uh, the other bit. Oh, what was it? I just had it in my head. The four pillars line. The four pillars line. But it's also MJF has taken umbrage with Punk. Yeah, because it's Punk has not been referencing Max's name in interviews as someone who he wants to face, as we've already said. But then it's that idea of having chosen Derby to fight in his return match. And Punk also had a bunch of lines about how, hey, you used to have my poster on your wall. I'm living in your head and now you've got my poster on your wall. MJF stands for My Jealous Fan. Have you seen the photo of yeah. young Max as a, a young teenage boy getting a signing from CM Punk? I loved it when he brought the Rosie O'Donnell thing <laughs> and then goes, what are you going to do? Dance for me? Are you going <laughs> to dance for me, Maxwell? Such a wicked line. And MJF is like, he's so intent on proving to everyone that, yeah, I am the best. And he, it was Max who created this whole four pillars concept and putting himself in there. And Punk has this great line of, you're not even in the four pillars anymore. <laughs> Britt Baker's replaced you. I love <laughs> how much CM Punk loves Britt Baker. It's so good. that Because that was a line like, you, you don't see those sort of yeah. ones coming. Like some of the lines you can sort of not see, but like, oh man, I can't believe you said that. That was like a, that's brilliant. Mm. I do think we now know though, MJF has a line. Well, you what you're gonna say, cult? They didn't bring up anything cult cabana related. I think that's the only when people say, "Oh, MJF didn't go hard enough." That's the only thing, right? I would say I can't so, yeah. think of anything else. That's the only thing I would say as well. But I also think those people who think that MJF didn't go hard enough are only looking at the first half of the promo, mm. which was intentionally not meant to be going hard on on yeah. punk. 
Also, we don't know when this match is going to take place. If it's a winter is coming match, we've got one more week, right? Until it happens. Yeah. If it's a Battle of the Belts match, six weeks. Or a TBS debut. Yeah, so there's, which I think is probably the best bet for it. So we could have possibly another six weeks of build for this. We should. So that's plenty of time to scrape the bottom of the, bottom I, of the barrel. I agree with you there. However, I think if you're going to do a Colt Cabana line, surely you want to do it in Chicago, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe there is just that's the line that we're not going to cross. And you know what? That shows to me that MJF really does get everything cleared. Yeah. He's not just walking out oh, there. Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah he's, he's probably a lovely guy. Uh, here's my, my question to you. Was this better than Eddie Punk? Oh, don't make me choose. <laughs> I was thinking about getting Mod Mother to do a poll. Yeah, do it, do it. Do okay, it. Mod Mother, if you can hear me, can I have a poll, please? Which was better, Punk MJF or Punk Kingston? King Punkston. What what do you think? I was more hyped for the Eddie Punk match after their promo segment than I am after this, but I think that was also because they had that brawl at the end. Mm. I, I think for my money, I think I preferred Kingston Punk over this. I'd give it to Eddie as well because it had that real emotional element yeah, to it. Yeah, he's known him for like 15 or so years. Or, you know, he yeah. knew him like years ago. So there is that sort of like... Fight me! Yeah, Fight me! There's like that Fight me. palpable Fight me. connection between the two of them. So yeah, for me, I think I would go with Kingston Punk over this one. But it's like Less a... famous Miz. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's by an ant's dick. You know what I mean? In terms of like... By MJF's dick, by all accounts. <laughs> yeah. Punk called him a needle dick at the end of the yeah. promo. And yeah, Punk... BQT Marshall. Thank With you, Mod Five mother. scoop slams. <laughs> love that this is a spot. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's see what everybody thinks. Of course, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get your Omega chats in there. Sari says, I'm so disappointed in you. Punk's first words to MJF. That line is more crucial than people realize, I think. MJF and his insecurities and need to seek for constant acceptance and approval came crashing down from that live Unreal segment overall. Love to hear that from your, your idol. Yeah. Nate S. Me during the opening segment. Talk forever. <laughs> Show opened with just a 20-minute promo segment, and I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Can you think of any promos where both guys crushed it that hard? I don't know who got the better of it. Punkston kink. Punkston, Punkston kink. kink. You've got a Punkston kink, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Punkston kink. Sounds like a really good like IPA that we'd get from Beer 52. Nate, come on. Any opening segment from Raw this year? Yeah. Totally. I love it when they just come out and interrupt each other. <laughs> one after one. Matthew Robinson, greatest promo battle ever. Loved Kingston Punk a couple of weeks ago, but this had a tit for tat that was so good, these two were made to argue. Also, the crowd throwing Cody's belt back <laughs> was almost iconic. Oh, Cody. <laughs> CJ Thornton, never thought I'd see a Miz chant in AEW, but honestly, this was an amazing show from top to bottom, and I'm genuinely excited for what's next to come. Also, love seeing Angel's tweet last night saying, wait, I'm from Atlanta. Great stuff, jam that jam. So is that who it is, it Alan must be Angels? Alan Angels, yeah. So that's to face Brian Daniels. Actually, we'll, we'll, I'll save that for when we get to that match. Laxami Narasimhan B. A solid, good, not great episode of Dynamite. I will say, way better than Raw is Egg. That Punk MJF segment, if there was ever time for a Talk Forever chant, this was it. Could have happened after the match, though. Completely overshadowed it. I think that was... We, we said why I think that works there, though. Yeah, and also I think they had a great show to follow it up with. Like, that Thunder Rosa-Jamie <laughs> Hayter match was banging. Farts McCool. <laughs> Punk versus Mitzwell was everything I had hoped it would be. Best 20-minute talking segment ever. Happy Thursday, everybody. How often do we just get enter thing here, like best enter thing here ever for AEW shows? It's like almost every week. Uh, a series of uh, Chinese characters I don't know how to read. Less famous Miz versus hustle, loyalty, and respect. WrestleMania 27 <laughs> is all elite. Very well pointed out. One of the worst WrestleMania main events in, in history. I think, is it the worst WrestleMania main event? Certainly not the worst main event finish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the girl they call Rebel. Punk MJF promo left shots ricocheting all over the arena. I want this match so bad. Make the match, Tony, you coward. <laughs> uh, Cool. I think that's how you say it. Really wish The Miz would take advantage of the free publicity and tweet something like, wish nothing but success to my son. It would be the best. Also, congrats, Ollie, on the hair. Look up Paulo Costa hair transplant for how bad it could have went. Uh-oh. Cheers. Oh, yeah, I don't think Miz, company man Miz, is going to tweet that. No, I think it's... Should we yeah. do this? Should we... 
We're looking. What what happened? That looks okay. Yeah. That looks fine. That looks all right. Huh. <laughs> Mayor of Painesville, Dan. I bet that was great audio <laughs> and visual content. <laughs> Hey, just wait, because if we do sponsor cam, I don't think I've set up the audio for it properly. So. Oh, no. It's, it's easily fixed, though. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is well and everyone in the office is having a good time. Oh, Dan, we've got a chill out zone now. We were playing speedrunners at lunch and there are some people that are undisputed champions. Luke is obsessed with the chill out zone. It's so good. It's like that scene in Step Brothers when they're like, there's so much room <laughs> for activities. We've got this cool chill out zone. We're playing speedrunners and watching Simpsons on Disney Plus on lunch break. You should have seen the look on Terry's face, how excited she was when I came downstairs. I, I had my lunch ready. She was like, lunch buddy. Daddy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, lunch buddy. And then Adam came in. Yeah. He brought his laptop over to work with us in the chill out zone. That's not on. <laughs> you can't do, you can't do work in the chill out zone. I uh, love the promo promo battle of the year for me. I loved it so much, but I'd love to see Sat E challenge for the jam that championship title even more. Dan, I've already said it's going to happen. Like you, you can stop tweeting and asking me now. Like I've said, I will put the belt on the line because I'm probably going to retain the championship at, at Royal Jam Ball. So it, you know, whether it's at uh, Elimination Chamber or uh, unless he, you know, he wins the Jamble, I guess mm. maybe enter himself into the Jamble. Well, you know, well you could have uh, on the Rumble, you know, like a good the Rumble's the sell the sell there. Well, I so guess it's like a little B match, isn't it? I, well, I, I get to pick my opponent for yeah. the uh, the Jamble because maybe you'll pick Sat. Yeah, I could. Well, no, I, over I, Pete. Well, <laughs> I think I need to pee. I need to pick Pete because I didn't beat him properly at Survivor mm. Series, and as as a true babyface champion. I should really beat him first. Sat came really close last night on Quizzlemania. He did, yeah. Great show. Uh, by the way, Ollie was the first champ. Yes, I was, Dan. He got that question wrong in Fang Quizzlemania last night. Who, what, who did Dan? Who was the, it was you. Thought you, were the, you thought you were the first champ. No, it was very much you. Uh, and finally for now, Adam Simpson. I went onto Twitter before watching by mistake, but... Oh, excuse me, but I got so confused when I saw The Miz was trending and thought for a second he was now all elite. He hasn't been around. Uh, Johnny Gargano for winter is coming, maybe. I did love the fake tan seeping through MJF's shirt. Um, Gargano signed the contract extension so that he can basically do war games, but he's, you know, that's, what, December 10th, I think, is when his contract yeah. is now ending. For a week. You know, he didn't sign fully. Every chance... I mean... If you're looking at the landscape of NXT, do you think like there's a there's a place for you? M, uh, Dave Meltzer said that it's more up in the air than the Adam Cole thing was. Like there is a genuine, obviously his wife is there, um, but it it seemed like he'd been offered some kind of really cushy coaching thing. Mm -hmm. Like maybe Gargano doesn't want to wrestle so much anymore. Yeah, yeah. So lo lots of things at play there. Um, beer, yes. So. There may be a slight audio hiccup when I do this little switch over, but I think I can. Oops, but I think I can fix it. He quite never quick. treated his belt this bad. <laughs> I think I can fix it pretty quickly. So hold, hold on to your butts. Oh. oh speak. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, it actually works. It it's works. Fine. Oh, it was okay. It's fine. Fantastic. Phew. I thought it might be a bit terrible. Anyway. Talk me through beer 52, please. It's I'll no be... signal. Oh, man, I've unplugged the thing. Hold on. <laughs> God's sake. It's 
back to the let's go back to the main camera. I got too excited, Dave, and I lifted it up too much. What's that cable that's not plugged into anything? But it's an XLR. It's this one here. I've got it. I've got it. Someone said to me, "Just get along the cable." But uh, yeah, I think it's actually better that it doesn't work all the time. I think we should probably get it get it better now. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should probably make it consistently work now. Yeah. Oh man, actually, doesn't it? Oh, no, sponsor cam. Sponsor cam's actually broken. Unsupported signal. Oh, man, sponsor cam's actually <gasps> broken. Oh, what? All right, well, let me open this. Yep. Oh, listen to that sound, though. Sponsor sponsor Foley. Not Mick Foley, but like audio. Here is your beer. Tell them about the beer. Um. Well, I think, actually, our internet is starting to crash out a little bit. <gasps> Is that why it's unsupported? No, it's um, we're actually getting a YouTube error. So, oh no, and I've spilled a bit of beer. Uh, I think it might Protect be a the new table. I think it might be okay. I'm just sort of like watching the feed, and I think we're now. Uh, but yes, our internet might be starting to crap out a little bit. But while we're doing that, I'm going to talk about beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Thank you all so much for. You know, enjoying Beer 52 along with us. And thank you to Beer 52 for sponsoring this show. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. Just click that link in the video description down below. Today is one of the last days where you're going to be able to get this 10 beer offer. So get in that link right now. UK viewers only. Uh, UK viewers only. We're better than you and we drink it. But that's not a great. Uh, it's European. Event. It's European. <laughs> Big head. Uh, this smells. Can you smell that? It yeah, smells it like smell honey. Good. Yeah, it does smell nice, doesn't it? Can I have um? Can I have a little bit more beer oh, in there? I mean, that is like that's eighty percent head. It's like a Riley Reid video. <laughs> we both know that's more in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's YouTube issues. If you thought I said something there, I didn't. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That smells lovely, though. It does smell nice, uh, yeah. Easy drinking, juicy, and tropical with notes of pineapple. Hazy pale ale. Mmm. Oh, that is really nice. Oh, that's delightful. That's very fruity, but oh, very boy, nice. Oh, it fizzy. Mmm. I can see. Mmm. Yes. Oh, so bubbly. Yeah. I'll have that. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right. right, we've done the opening 40 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so we sort of briefly skipped over it, but QT Marshall and Punk had a match. Punk sort of struggled to beat mm-hmm. him a little bit, but did eventually yes. win uh, Darts Champion. Uh, we've, we've, we've gone pretty long, so I'll rattle through some of these bits. Uh, but Christian said he's going to make sure Jurassic Express win the Tag Team Championships. He's totally turning heel. I got such a heel vibe from this. 100% he's turning heel. Uh, and I like the story you can tell that Jurassic Express get just a little bit close. Christian, you know, for whatever reason, turns on them. I heard one pitch where Christian keeps trying to cheat, you know, like off the back of the concerto stuff. And Dra- Jungle Boy's like, no, we don't cheat that way. And that's 
what causes Christian to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston's enjoying his cake and catering, but 2.0 and Danny Garcia, they are such punks. As Eddie had a bit of a shouting match with them. Uh, they're having a match on Rampage, Kingston and Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to that. Bear Country, don't adjust your sets. This is not an episode of Dark Elevation. Bear Country was squashed by the Gun Club. The Ass Boys. Which was Billy Gunn and Colby. Uh, Colby? Was it Colby? Colton. There's two There's two guns. Yeah. So there's Colton, Colton gun and, and Colby. Aust- 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 oh, gun. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> Billy Gunn is 58, by the way, and he looks in great shape. And it's all natural. You know, that just that body. It's yeah. great. Uh, and Colton runs up the stage when Sting and Sting appears. This is the most noticeable part. Darby launches himself <laughs> at him. So, um, I've not seen anything like it. It's the most gifable thing on this show. It was wonderful. No, the belt being thrown back. <laughs> no, <laughs> the most no this thing. is the most gifted. You're right, you're thing. right. It's like, you know, my work day when I think I'm finished. The report <laughs> my boss just gave me. It's that sort of format. This was this was like Ember Moon on the Flash treadmill. Yeah. The the intersonic intergalactic treadmill. Planetary. Going that fast. It was so incredible. Fun. So much fun. But yeah, you Gun Club, the Ass Boys, had a match on uh, on Dynamite, and and they won. Why not? Uh, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole's so good at this. He's like, we're best friends. We're best friends. He's saying best friends so much. He's like an SEO configured article at the top of a paragraph. And who should walk over but the team that call themselves best friends? And they're like, no, we're best friends. They're going to have a match on Friday. You can't be best friends. You don't even know what his middle name is. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was interesting. Dante Martin is sitting down with Team Taz. Tony Schiavone's there. Leo rushes in the corner going like, what's happening, Dante? No, Dante. And Dante signs. I thought this was going to turn into a backstage brawl. He signs, accepts a crisp from Hook or whatever Hook's got in that bag that he's always snacking on. TikToks. They all started flossing. It's TikToks and wife beaters in there. And Dante hops over the table and joins Team Taz. Yeah, he's turned. Well, did he turn heel? Is he just joining? Is he trying to destroy them from the inside? Is it all going to be a swerve? I. It's way too early to break up Leo and Dante. Yeah. So I would assume. What if this is a way to bring Darius back? Yeah, could be. Could be. But I think that that act has more going for it still with Leo as a three-man group. But now you've got, but you've got the story then of Leo and Darius trying to get Dante mm. out of Team Taz. You could even have Martin versus Martin. I think it is a ruse, a plan, but it is difficult to tell because Dante always looks upset. <laughs> so I don't know. Permanent cry face. Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa beat the crap out of each oh, other. This and the- match Rule. The crowd loved it. They really got into it, which elevated it even more. Uh, this is, of course, the TBS title tournament. Uh, the winner would go on to face Jade Cargill. Yeah, they just slapped the crap out of each other. And Thunder Rosa got the win when Britt Baker tried to get involved, but she ended up super kicking Hater instead. So I am one of the people that actually quite enjoyed the Cargill versus Red Velvet match from Rampage. I liked it too. Yeah, I actually thought, you know, I've, I've seen some people like, oh, it was sloppy as all get out. 
it wasn't the smoothest match I've ever seen in my life, but I don't think it was as bad as some people made it out to be. And then you watch this match and you're like, oh, right, well, yeah, these should be the, <laughs> these should be the figures of this division, really, shouldn't they? Like, I know we're pushing Jade to the moon and everything, and there's every chance that Jade is going to win this tournament. Unbeaten. But really, like, I think we should be looking at Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho as opposed to sort of looking at Jade Cargill. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, this was this was a really cracking match. And it ended when Hater sort of stormed off. Yeah. And Britt Baker, right after, had a Friendsgiving dinner. Had Rebel there, had Tony there, but no Jamie. Jamie, well, she's no, not American. So she, ah, that's fair. she's not going to celebrate Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. To our American viewers. Uh, yeah, and, not to the Canadians. They've already had it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and to the Canadian viewers, because I was trying to work them, and hopefully oh, they get really annoyed nice. by it. Take yeah. that. Take that, Canadians. Uh, so here, Tony Schiavone's like, well, actually, you know, I've got a footage for you to to watch, Brit, and it's footage of Riho not getting eliminated from the All Out Battle Royal. And he's like, well, because of that, she's going to get a Black Friday deal match against you on Rampage. If she wins, she gets a proper title shot. Or as you and me know it, a championship contenders match. Wonderful. Lovely to see. I mean, I like it. AEW do them every now and again anyway. I mean, really, like, they seem to want, like to give them gimmick names. Mm -hmm. But they've been doing them since day one. They just haven't had, like, gimmick names to yeah. them. Uh, this was funny. Tony at the end, like, was going to do the DMD thing. And Britt said, no, you've ruined it. <laughs> that's funny. But by the way, the whole Reho thing, I've seen people go, man, that's incredible booking. Like, they planned that, just this little... It was a mistake. Yeah, it was an error. There's no way that was... They've not brought it up for months. Yeah, it was an error. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson took on Colt Cabana. I was really excited for this match. And the, the five, it shouldn't have gone. This is exactly what it needed to be. But I just, I just want Colt Cabana to have long matches. You know, you know just, everyone's yeah. got that guy they want to watch all the time. I had the same note I've written here. Quick <clears> match. <throat> that's a shame. Yeah, but it's it, completely the right move. Yeah, uh, they had a good bit of British style interaction first up, but ultimately Danielson like beat him already. Colt was pretty much knocked out, but he did the I'm going to get you in the label lock anyway. Posed with the biceps afterwards, and then the post match pointed out some bits of Colt's tooth that had been knocked out on the mat. Colt's sell of the label lock was amazing. Where he was like, he was done. Yeah. He's not tapping out. He, like He's just faintly tapping out because it's the last remnants of energy that he's got left. Because Brian Danielson kicked his effing head in so much that teeth fell out. You're going to get your effing head kicked in. Christmas Day was nuts. I think we, we think they were like maybe crowns that he kicked out. Yeah, just the way they looked. It didn't look like, like a full Britt Baker. It's Britt, thank God Britt Baker's behind the scenes. Yeah. But it didn't look like your com comedy tooth. It was like the top of one. I imagine most wrestlers have a lot of crowns and veneers and stuff. They're expensive. Man. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine how expensive they are in America. It's expensive over here. Um, so Danielson cut a promo afterwards. Again, this got loads of time to breathe. Danielson was walking around afterwards. It was, you know, a match and a promo and an angle, which I quite liked uh, structurally. He said, next week we're in Atlanta, so I'll be facing a Dark Order member there, which sounds like Alan Angels. And then Hangman came out, said, let's fight right here. Danielson perfectly replied, 
oh yeah, coward move. I've just had a match. I've just had a match, man. And then Hangman's like, go on, I'll, you can have a free shot. And Danielson's like, I'm not going to have a free shot. Slap, slaps you in the face. When he just said, don't insult me like that. Yeah. But then took it anyway. So this, uh, this is the point I was going to raise earlier. So apparently, ru- the rumor has it, Moxley was supposed to win the tournament. Like Moxley was planned to win the tournament. Really? Which is why, you know, they are sort of like having a heel go through the members of the Dark Order, which to me suggests that they did book these buildings intentionally so you could beat members of the Dark Order in their home, uh, their home states before getting to the title match. Wow, you would have given Danielson a loss. Who's reporting this? I, I haven't think it was Huh. I mean, Mox was doing the best work of his career beforehand, so I actually wouldn't have minded it. Be a nice little swerve. Uh, he also said fickle. He called the Chicago crowd fickle. But not in that WWE. No, he didn't go, because it wasn't exactly the way he did it in WWE, which is like, well, you're fickle. He just called them, you're fickle. Yeah. And they are fickle. Video package on Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. And then it's time to enter the Cody zone. (laughs) (laughs) Cody teamed with a distinctly separate three-man faction, Pac and the Lucha Bros Death Triangle, to take on Malachi Black Andrade and FTR. Remember when people keep messages being like, yeah, Cody's definitely a heel. I'm like, he's aligning himself with the baby faces against his motley crew of baddies. It felt like like Cody's managed to make himself not part of this stuff. Like he's just so awkwardly standing there. Yeah. With the people who are actually having the story that people want to see. Yeah, because like I, I feel like his feud with Malachi Black is very much done. Mm. It's it's still going. Yeah, it's there somewhere. But they've been feuding for like months and months and months. Hey, and it's okay for Omega and Page. They feuded I've, for years. They didn't have three matches on TV. <laughs> That's the Cody Zone. I am so done watching Cody wrestle with these lads. But this was great. This was such, honestly, this was a fantastic match. Terrific match. Uh, all action, all the way through. Just look at the people in there. But what's real, I, I honestly probably should go back and watch it because I am so fascinated by the crowd in this match. I ended up watching them more than the guys in the ring because Cody, near the opening, does his usual spot. Dun, 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 dun. Here's my belt, boys. Throws it into the crowd, and as soon as it went there, I was like, "Are they? Are they?" I felt like the the the, the air changed in the arena, and the chant started: "Throw it back, throw it back." And you could tell the guy who had it was like, "Oh man, I don't, I don't want to throw it back." But also, I am in Chicago. Uh, everyone's telling me to, and they threw it back. It hit Aubrey on the leg. It was the John Cena. Money in the Bank 2011 spot where he threw his T-shirt in the crowd. ECW One Night Stand one. Didn't it happen at Money in the Bank as well? It might have happened at Money in the Bank. I don't remember. I think it happened at Money in the Bank. I hope the the one the one I'm thinking of is is, um, One Night Stand. It's happened a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah. people really didn't like him as a babyface. It is a massive rejection of Cody Rhodes as a babyface. Big news, right? (laughs) This really felt like yeah. They can't ignore it because the crowd are literally lobbing it back in their face. Well, you know, next week, he'll just be teaming with uh, another baby face, taking on another group of heels. The heels won here, so this feud probably is going to continue. I said it in my news. Cody really needs to check out this Fuego 2 guy. Yeah? Yeah, he's like, that guy's got it. That's a baby face. (sighs) I feel, I really do feel bad for Cody. He looked genuinely sad. Genuinely so sad. And it's it's heartbreaking to see because I love Cody, 
But I am now at the point where I'm like, man, like, I don't think you can be this blind to what's going on. But I think in his head, he's like, I've got the reality TV show. I put these people here. Hey, walk a mile in my shoes. I solved racism. <laughs> I really do think people... And maybe they are just sort of like, you know, oh, just give it, give it a few more weeks and they'll get bored of it and they'll go back to cheering you eventually. But I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, what, what would you want? Because I, I don't really want him to turn heel either. The baby face thing is not working. So maybe he just does this. What, so just be the delusion? So we get John Cena. At least, I suppose at least he's not the champion. Yeah. Because that was the worst thing about John Cena, wasn't it? It, it was on top of everybody. It yeah. wasn't that John Cena was being roundly booed by the crowd, but they were pretending he was a babyface. Is that he was also the WWE champion and was constantly beating everyone mm. and people were booing him. So at least he's not the champion. He is just, he's a yeah. mid-card guy that people are rejecting as a babyface. But, he, can li- he can never go for the championship. But also, here's the other thing as well. There'll be those wrestlers backstage who've got this mindset. He's getting a reaction. Uh, he is, though. He's getting, he's getting more of a reaction than Pac was, more of a reaction than the Lucha Bros were. He's getting a reaction. He's getting more of a reaction than Malachi Black and Andrade and FTR. People were more into hating on Cody Rhodes as a babyface than they were as cheering the other people as babyfaces. So, unfortunately, uh, from people who were there it was a bit more split apparently than the broadcast would have you to believe it was that the booing people were just a lot lot louder it is chicago <laughs> and apparently the booing people also tried to get some not very nice chants going oh no really yeah some some pretty pretty horrible words oh so like that i'm not into no. i don't like that no 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 thank you but the cody This did kind of play into the story of the match. Great match, but at the end, Cody's running wild. Everyone's hitting their moves. Cody gets the belt back, throws it somewhere, I think just to the timekeeper's area, turns round, goes to kick Andrade, but hits Pac instead. You can make the argument that him doing the belt thing distracted him. They got in his head. Threw it to Tony Khan. And at the end of the match, this wasn't on the, the broadcast, he teased going down the heel entrance. The heel, yeah. Did but he then know? went, no, and went down the baby face way. Did he really? So I don't know. Are we being worked? Maybe this has all just been a brilliant work. And we are here just being the markiest of marky marks that are buying into everything. Well, you know, like when it was which, Cena. Which, which I would say is a good thing. Mm. When it was Cena, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to watch it anymore. Make it stop. This, I'm like... I'm just more like curious. Where I'm like, well, it's not working the way they intended it to, but I'm enjoying watching it. It's compelling. It is compelling. Yeah. So I guess it's in a way it is working. At least in our, at least in our circle. I don't know. Oh, what was the result of the poll? Oh, the result of the poll. I can tell you. Sixty-eight percent voted for Punk MJF. Uh, well, it was it was close. Yeah. Uh, recency bias. Close for me. Um, but anyway, yeah, great, great match. Uh, Andrade pinned Pack to win. So that sort of furthers their eternal feud as well. And Jim Ross signs off the program saying, it's, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Been kind to your family. I'll see you very soon. And it sounded like he's going to be off TV for a bit. Of course, he's got skin cancer. He starts oh, radiotherapy man. soon, I yeah. think. 
So yeah, all the best to JR. He'll be missed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, overall, I gave it four out of five. Yeah, I, I mean, fantastic show. <laughs> best show of the year, four out of five. Uh, your and I's um, AEW polls are a bit of a more of a sliding scale. You need that like all-time great thing for it to be five. I just love this show so much. It's a five out of five show for me. Looking at the poll, woof, look at that. <laughs> it is way, way, way weighted. So people very yeah. much enjoying this show. Uh, I can't quite read the percentage from where I'm sat. Uh, if you could. I can't either. Okay, well, yeah. 63% said uh, five out of five all elite. 26% said a four out of five AEW some. Mm. Well, you know, my one will mean more when I give it a five out of five. No, I'm, I'm not hot-shotting the ratings anymore. No. no to no. appease you, Marks. <laughs> you people don't know what a five out of five looks like anymore. I tell you what's five out of five. Wrestle Talk's Patreon. Sure is. Not only was there Fan Quizzlemania last night, not only is there going to be the Wrestle Talk Extra review of Survivor Series 2002 next week, but also you get a shout out on this very show. Thank you, Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Oh, hold on, hold on. I've got the Hall of Fame music. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. Uh, Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. Blompier's number one fan, Tom Delves. Hannah, Alan Key. The Daredevil, Darby Harris Music. Colin McLeaner, the Finn Balor. Jackson T. Roller. Stylish Noise Code Official. The Junus Brothers, Junus Hankinen. The Audience Plant, Rory Grant. General Jimmy G. Michael Jensen Radio. Heckin' Hector Rodriguez. And King R.K. Jones. Thank you all so much for being wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon. As Ollie said, we've got all of that coming up. Plus, the Team Danuk mailbag show is being recorded after this episode is finished, but it won't be with me and Denise because Denise is a bit under the weather. It's going to be me and Adam answering your mailbag questions. Uh, right, your Omega chats. Justin Anzaludua. Anzaludua. Love the backwards approach of AEW building up punk for MJF. Great promo. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a member for five months. Well done. Uh, some stupid punk. Hey, lads. Hoping this gets posted to the AEW chat. Just wanting to give context for the belt throw. Chicago has a tradition of throwing back baseballs and such of the opposing team who is who threw it to the crowd. Not sure how you feel about that, but yeah. So apparently it's a, a thing that happens in Chicago. This felt more like it was a fan being thrown back, uh, Cody, rejecting Cody's baby oh, face. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. Like the opposed, they do it to the, the enemy teams. Yeah. Uh, Scott Mitchell, I'm working on a theory that Cody's problem is just he has bad taste. The entrance, the weird suits, his idea of what's cool. It's all a bit cringe. If it was the same booking, but he was still grandson of a plumber, he'd be getting love. Jam that jam. It is the most elaborate entrance. <laughs> If the pyro will drown the booze out. And, and hopefully that song. 
Star Train 24. I like this song. So much good last night. I've heard a lot of negativity about the fans throwing the belt back. It's a Chicago thing. If an opposing player hits a home run at a Cubs game, the fans throw the ball back. Miz versus PG Punk is so rewatchable. Killer barbs. I, I haven't seen any negativity. I it, found it incredibly funny. You've got you to uh, check out the old Twitter machine. Ah, I don't want to. <laughs> William Rosmer. I was there last night. <coughs> It didn't stop with the belt after the show went off air. Andrade hit a hammerlock DDT on Cody on the exposed concrete, which started a You Deserve It charm. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Sarah Sullivan. Delighted to be back watching AEW. Wish I had never left it, to be honest. Why did you? Three months away? It feels like AEW is completely refreshed. A hard thing to pull off. Glad to be back. One question. I thought we all loved Cody. What happened? Uh, uh, Homelander happened, I guess. Some stupid punk. I want Homelander-style heel Cody with an increasingly cracking mask of smiling hero. Have him hand his belt to a planted person who tries to give it back and Cody just death glares until he decides to keep it. Then Cody smiles again. That's That would be a cool spot. By the way, Ollie, eight out of five. You don't know what numbers are. I particularly uh, enjoyed as well um, Dax Harwood going to fist bump a fan. Like this little, oh, yeah, yeah. this little kid was like leaning over the rails to fist bump Harwood and he kept reaching over but pulling his, he was just always out of reach. <laughs> so good. Matthew Robinson said, happy Thanksgiving, guys. AEW was amazing. Loved how Hangman looks so natural with the belt. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> um, he should always carry it on his shoulder. So great. Him versus Danielson is heating up at the right speed. Bacon Rasher, hi again, lads. Never knew I wanted Danielson versus Page this time last year. Now, though, yes, please. Nice story being told with the Dark Order, and from the start, Danielson wanted to kick heads in. Also, loved how Danielson looked worried on the ramp. Jam that jam. D-A-D. Zachary Jenkins. Hey, guys, it's been a while. Have you guys noticed that Hangman has color to his tights, has, has added color to his tights ever since he came back? Because before, they were all black. It is symbolic that he's seen the light, or am I reaching JTJ DAD? I think, you know, with those guys, if there's a little detail, they've thought about it. Unless it's Rio getting eliminated from the <laughs> Battle Royale, in which case that was a mistake. And it gets brought up two months later. <laughs> Lakshim and Narashim Han B. Couple of things that bothered me. Teeny tiny bit. Nitpick alert. Number one. Is he the undisputed GOAT? But JR has been consistent with the Daniel Bryan slip since his debut. WWE Dynamite, anyone? On a side note, Bryan is a heel now, right? Nitpick number two. The match was just kind of just the match was kind of justified. It's gonna be pretty good, but despite the official naming, Rio versus Baker seems to be a freaking championship contenders match. Also gotta feel bad for Cody. Even Cena didn't get his shown thrown back him at it in Chicago, right? Oh, I thought he did. Uh, on those two things, JR gets a free pass from me. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the mistakes, particularly not at the moment. Uh, and the championship contenders match, that is a that is a tried and tested thing. Yes. They have been doing it since day one of the company. And day one of wrestling in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. It's just WWE's given it a bad name. And year. not followed it up with actually anything. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, Justin says, uh, to those here in the US, happy Thanksgiving. To you lads across the bond, enjoy your Thursday. It's the Taskmaster final tonight. Last night once again proves AEW does WWE better than WWE has done in years. Charlesburg, happy Thanksgiving. Also happy I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was a great promo and what I hope is a series of them. 
Brian Danielson is such a jerk, and I like it a lot. Um, a a black has a fantasy main antagonist feel. Feels like an RPG big bad. Love it. Alistair Black, oh, maybe? Al- okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2K Amal, the opening segment had so much shooting that Ricochet thought it was time to do his entrance. Pew, pew. Also, effing love, heel Brian. Mm. Sarah Sullivan, hi, mum and dad. Took a break from AEW. College has been crazy, and I couldn't watch elite matches. I'm just not a big fan of the Young Bucks, and I find them cringe. Came back to see my baby boy, Hangman with the belt. Tears, boys. So did Sarah... Is it because college was crazy, or was it because Hangman Page... Had to go and have a baby. Huh. That's the right time frame. Hmm. Well, if we were, you know, putting pins in boards and stuff, Sarah, uh, where do we get to? Nate S., who's been a member for seven months in a row. The end of Sponsor Cam's three-week push. You're telling me there's a Thanksgiving spread segment and nobody got a pie in the face? Mm-hmm. What are we even doing? Sponsor Cam will be back want to fix i've got another cable that i can use um kevin may i'm in the uk and watch along aew with my friends in america we all need a collective cigarette after the punk mjf promo in regards to brian am i right in saying that we are making him a wwe style heel beating folks in their hometowns calls back to wwe uh, it's fine to beat people in their hometown if the intention is to get heat on the heel and it serves a larger story yeah like don't take Same with the championship contenders match. Don't take these things that WWE have done incorrectly and rammed into the ground for decades and think that is a bad thing to do. The idea, when done correctly, is sound. Yeah. Uh, Owen Mullane, do you think they will do a spot where the belt takes out someone, say Aubrey, and a match is stopped and Cody gets blamed so much that they use that to turn him heel? Also, do you think that Brett will cost Jade the match versus Rosa so Rosa cannot go for her? You mean cost Rose of the match? Yeah. Yes, I think that's a possibility. Uh, the, the I don't like the idea of the belt taking out Aubrey. No, no. I'll hot tag back to you. Dar Train Twenty Four. Luke Hogan overshadowing Brett Yoko was worse than the Miz Cena match. No, 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 no. It would get a Razzie if there were wrestling Razzies. Oh, Dar Train! History is on my side here, my friend. <laughs> that was not a crowd that was there to like watch. Brett versus Yoko. That was a crowd that was there to watch Hogan. That that spot was designed. And that crowd reaction for Hogan winning is like, that is what we wanted to see was Hogan on top. The Miz Cena match was a crowd of people, like a hundred billion people being like, I don't want this. <laughs> Boo this. When's The Rock coming out? This is awful. Plus... Like Survivor Series. Plus that finish. Stunk a dog's dinner. Deary mm. me. That is way worse than Yoko uh, Hogan. Adam Simpson, well, Ollie, you are in for a treat. Saw sports team at a festival in Glasgow before COVID, and it was bloody brilliant. Lead singer is very interesting. Very creator wrestler Mick Jagger. <laughs> I've seen him walk around, yeah. And old boy, the deadpan percussion dude is great next to the singer. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Daniel Lay, my two favorite things on earth, wrestling and the West Wing. Never thought those welds would collide when I heard Luke and Laurie watches TWW. The West Wing. The West Wing, all right. Who lay who lay character do you think would make the best wrestler? I think Toby would be the best heel. Oh no, Toby's too lackadaisical. Like he's he's not got the fire in him. I think to be a maybe he has because when he gets really angry, he can cut a good promo. Mm. Um, and it's it's sob- it's certainly not Sam. Maybe Josh. I want I want Bartlett to be the GM though. 
I don't know what any of this. Never seen West Wing. That's dead good. Perseus M. I may be an idiot to ask, but I have to know. Whenever you guys have mentioned Terry the last few weeks, you are not talking about Laurie's cat, right? Yeah, no. No, Laurie's cat can edit. <laughs> We've got a little mouse. I did. I actually didn't put those two together. But when oh, we I had Terry Terry producing the show last week in the prediction stream, I was like, oh my God, like Laurie's cat can also produce shows. I don't know. It's a different, different Terry. Yeah. No, she's an actual person. <laughs> uh, human person. I sound like I'm justifying my girlfriend. No, no, she's she's, she's a real she's a real person. She's not a cat. That's what Sully always says about Brooke. Because yeah. I get, she's like, oh yeah, you're dating a, a New Yorker, a New Yorker yeah. cartoonist. I am. I'm sure you are. <laughs> no, she is real. I promise you, she's real. Jonathan Hedman, member for four yeah, months well in a done. row, uh, just wanted to drop a line and say, you guys rock the Casbah. See you after the surgery. Thumbs up emoji. Good luck with that, Jonathan. We're messaging back and forth. So mm-hmm. please. Please do. Smash that. Absolutely. Trenton Brown. I won't be able to catch the show live tomorrow due to work, but I want to say thanks for all your work on the streams this year, lads. Hope you all have a big one this holiday season (laughs) and have a happy new year. Yeah. Thank you. TPA. New member. Good choice. And Christopher Jazzcat. Now, where is we it going to? What, what Christopher Jazzcat are we going to get? What kind of Jazzcat are we getting here? Which, okay. which side of the fence is Jazzcat falling on? I'm back after the G1. I mean, he okay. chose, to, chose to watch the G1. Not many other people did. Can't watch any other wrestling. <laughs> Bad, well, to be honest, there's so much of it. That finished a month ago, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> Cody is Homelander. Danielson is back. Love the cult match. Hangman finally did it. Congrats, I believed in you since you were wearing a trucker hat in the top prospect tournament of Ring of Honor, of course. Punk MJF promos are... Blank. That's all we've... <laughs> but, but a what? I think it's probably going to say rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Overly scripted. Yeah. Um, but the good jazz cap. That was good jazz, jazz hands. Well done, jazz cap. Thank you, everybody, ever so much for joining us here today. How many people we got? 2,000 people. And 89 people. Which I'm very impressed because, you know, it is Thanksgiving mm. after all. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk, of course, first. But also. Jazz cap meant to say fire. He's saying in the comments. I don't, I, I don't believe him. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That's where it ends. Well, Jazzcat's saying in the chat, it's it, fire, but I don't believe you, Jazzcat. I think what you meant to say was toilets. <laughs> also, go over to Parts of Unknown right now and subscribe, because not only is there Quizzlemania on there right now from last night, later today, in a couple of hours, actually, Tempest's <gasps> video essay. It's going up today. That we he's been working on for two weeks now, along with editor Rich, uh, all about how AEW have created the perfect millennial baby face in Hangman Page. Oh, man. I can't it's wait great. to see this. It's, have you it, seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's fantastically edited, very well written, and it does two other things. It explains a lot of the sort of reasons why it works. That you sort of like, you know it works, but you don't know like, ah, oh, that's why it hit me so much. And if anything else, it just recaps a lot of the stuff. Mm. which is nice in itself. Like, oh my God, I remember that from all that time ago and this bit here. Really, really good. So please go over to PFK, subscribe right now, and that will be with you in just just under three hours. And head over to patreon.com forward slash talk because myself and Adam Blompier will be doing a mailbag special episode in about an hour's time, and that will be up for patrons to listen to in a couple of hours after that. 
can I quickly show you something? Um, is it going to require me to look away from this game? It is, I'm afraid, yeah. See, now I've started. I, I've tried several times in my head to stop playing it because yeah. I, I do recognize that we're hosting a show right now. Yeah, you, yeah and we've got okay, se okay, okay, seven okay, okay, minutes okay, before okay, we go okay, live. Okay, okay. Oh, God, I can't <laughs> break it. I would genuinely let oh. you play that until the end of the show. And, like, and we're going to start at the AEW stream <laughs> with you still playing it. I'll say to myself, like, that's the last one. This is such a waste of time. Honestly, in the last two days... Five hours. Wow. Easy. Whoa. Um, do you know what, though? At least it's not one where you're, you're spending money. You haven't spent money yet, have you? I do. If there was, maybe I would. Because <laughs> I got massively addicted. I've talked to Denise about this on the show before. I got massively addicted to Simpsons Tapped Out, mm. which is effectively an interactive coloring book that you can't actually color in. Is this a new one? No, this was like 10 years back ago, I'd say. Back in the day. So it's like on the iPad. You're basically like, we're building a Springfield. So you start off with like Simpsons House, and Homer and Lisa. Mm. And then you set them off to do tasks that take real world time. Ah. And the longer the real world time it takes, the more money you get for the task, which means more money you've got to buy the Quickie Mart yeah. or the uh, Springfield School or Deedly Dee and all this sort of stuff, right? And you build like your big house empire and stuff. And over time as well, houses get you money. Um, and so there are some tasks that will take 24 hours. Mm. So you will set Lisa and, and Homer off to do this task for 24 hours. And then you come back to it the following day and there's some money, there's a big pile of money waiting for you. And then you spend that money and you set them off to do tasks. To the point where I was basically like building my day around <laughs> setting tasks. Like I would, I was still working at um, a golf company at that point. Um, and I would start, I would like set some tasks up knowing that well it's going to take me two hours an hour and a half to get into work so if i set someone up to do a task for an hour i can then when i get to work quickly sneak into the toilets and i can load up on uh, the work wi-fi and then go collect the money mm. and set them up to do some other tasks for eight hours and then at the end of the work day i can collect that money set them up to do some other tasks and i'll pick those tasks up when i get home and you know this that and the other you're a manager for your game exactly yeah and i got so addicted to it because you see davis sure you could get a task that takes 24 hours or you can spend some donuts. Boost it. You spend some donuts and the task gets done automatically. Mm. Or like right away. Like right away. Not even a boost. <gasps> that is that is convenient. And how much would a donut cost you in real world coin? I once spent £100. Yes. Buying a truck. Uh, and literally they call it a truckload of donuts. Mm. And I bought a load of donuts because they also do seasonal event things where, you know, there are like, like Treehouse of Horror type stuff where certain characters are only available for a certain amount of time. You're going to need to spend the money to get, to get it. Spend the money. You need to get them doing tasks. Otherwise, I can't get the little crusty murder doll. It's like uh, it's like collectibles. It's like a sticker book, really, at yeah. the end of the day. Uh, I think the best way to treat those games is just go, I would spend 20 to 30 pounds on a game like this anyway. It's free. Freemium economy, yep. So that, and then I've got a 30 pound budget to play it. I think that's a good way. Yeah, I spent £100. And that, and yeah, that was, busted that. And that wasn't like the only time that I did it as well. I never did £100 more than once. You were a whale. I was a whale. Legit was a whale for it. Wow. And I had to remove, I had to delete it off my, my iPad because I was like, I need to take myself away from this mm. game because so I'm spending like actual real world money on this on something that is pointless. Hey, you got, you got, you got joy out of it. I remember I did that get penguin my... game I got really addicted to two years <laughs> yeah, I ago. I do remember that. <laughs> but the, my girlfriend at that time, 
like there would be times where I wasn't even listening to our conversation because uh, I was thinking about I I would think oh a, a task ended half an hour ago <laughs> and I haven't collected the cash for it yet. Luke needs his donuts. <laughs> I when I close my eyes I see the numbers. <laughs> Do you get that? Do you not get like the donut counter in the top of your vision? Anyway, the reason why I wanted to get draw your eyes away from the screen is because Games Master returned to TVs last night. Yes. On E4. Uh, a very successful launch. The feedback to it has been very good. There's a couple of people who didn't like it, but you're never going to please everyone. I think, Especially I think, not the nerds. I think it was to be expected mm. that there were some people who just did not like it. However, scrolling through the credit at the end of the show. <gasps> no. Are you in there? With thanks to Luke Owen and Ash Versus. Yeah. I'm in the credits for the new series of wow. Games Master. Who did this time last year? This time two years ago, Ash and I were in this studio recording the first series of the show, ready for our launch in, in January. Two years later, there's a new series of the show, which I think you know, we're partially responsible for. Well, do you know how they, like, wh when did this idea come about? I for think them? for a couple of years ago, Future were looking to like. Uh. Well, it was after we'd started the podcast. I know that much because there was a guy who had a Games Master fan account, mm. and Future, who were the people who like own Games Master, private messaged him and asked him to stop posting up stuff because they may want to bring it back. Mm. And then we had early conversations with the showrunner of the show in August or so, I think. Um, and that was when we, we found out that it was it was happening and we were asked for like fan feedback. On wow, what the we focus would, group. We were basically a focus group on what we would like to see from a new series of Games Master. The booking committee. Yeah, it's sort of in a way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, so it was very it was very cool. And, you know, it's a lovely touch. Very, very uh, honoured and flattered to be part of the credits. If it goes for any more episodes after the current limited run, do, do you do you want me to send you the link for the numbers game? Oh, we could play it on on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll come on. <laughs> I, th I might be pretty good by then. I might I might be hitting twenty six, twenty seven. See if you can get like a perfect score on it. Oh, it, it might take me an hour to get a perfect. Score. <laughs> it's exponential. Is it like a? Have I actually got, somehow gotten into a joke game where there is no end? Oh, so it doesn't actually get a third. Like it's impossible to get to thirty. Well, we'll have to find out, won't we? Like Let's there's get... more possible combinations of chess moves or like grains of sand on a beach than there are minutes to win that game. Well, I guess we'll find out when we. We'll keep an eye on the situation. But tomorrow, I am on the show with, I believe, it's going to be Tempo T Wrestlo. And Matt McMuscles talking about 2K22. Video game chat, which will be a lot of fun. Um, and then on Saturday, Pete and Tempest, the big losers that they are, <laughs> uh, will be doing the SmackDown review, which will be hilarious. I'll be popping in there to tell them both. <laughs> Lol. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.